Welcome to this special bonus episode of CBO Speaks. Throughout this season, we've asked our interviewees to share their thoughts about today's important topics. In this episode, our CBOs reflect on diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI. So as an industry, I think higher ed has made incredible strides um, on the DEI front, but we really have a ways to go. Um, And I think the challenge now for all of us is to move beyond the policies that we have on our website um, and really ensure that DEI is embedded in every aspect of our culture um, and the way we do business. Um, We really can't shy away from the tough conversations. And we have to think of DEI in the broadest sense to really ensure that everyone has a seat at the table and their perspectives are truly valued across the board and that each member of our team has access to the same level of opportunities. Every student we serve deserves the opportunity to be successful in their educational endeavors. Um, The background they have, the resources they have should not ultimately be a blockade to them pursuing their education and career goals. We as institutions need to work hard to educate ourselves on that, to be prepared to serve our students for that purpose, and to teach them in a way that eliminates all of the roadblocks that so many of our students have faced. And we have a long way to go to do that. And so many ways, we don't have the money to provide that from a resource standpoint. We see the current student loan crisis, but we have a long way to go but people are willing and ready to start taking that journey and we must do it faster and faster. Well, interestingly, we call it EID, Equity, Inclusion and Diversity. And we we did that intentionally uh, because we wanted to be a little bit different, but we also wanted to have people think a little bit differently um, because DEI is just such an acronym at this point. Um, At New Mexico State University, that is one of our hallmarks, uh, being an MSI, HSI, Space Grant University. We are drawing most of our students from the state of uh, New Mexico, and so most of them are... um, first-generation students and uh, people of color. And so we have lots of work that we're doing and way more work that we need to do. DEI is necessary and needed. We need to focus on it. It's important. I'm so thankful that it's getting uh, the awareness and and being embedded in in all that we do in higher ed. Uh, We need to continue the efforts, though. Um, I think uh, in many ways we've gotten a little homogenous in in some some aspects of the higher ed industry, and and so uh, we need to continue to move forward DEI. It's not just uh, something that is temporary, going to be around. um, You know, it's here to stay, and we need to make sure that every day we're doing something to, to move that forward. We should always be focused um, not only with our student body, but also with our employees at the university to make sure that we have representation for the community around us. Um, Not everybody in the community around us and not all of our students look like me. And I need to remember that. Um, And that should be first and foremost in our employment policies, as well as in our uh, welcoming and retention efforts for all of our students. So DEI has been a topic that I think many of us, if not all of us, have been 
very concerned with. And as I mentioned, you know, the summer of racial reckoning kind of catapulted it to the forefront of what we do. When I think about how we at Princeton thought about DEI, we were at a process where I was about a year in role. We had just defined for our division what our priorities and our values were. And when we had the opportunity to revisit those because of what happened in the summer of 20, we decided, let's go back and relook at our values. And are we missing something in our values? And what we found was, although it was present, but not really evident that there was a, a, a DEI component missing. So we ended up updating that values declaration to include DEI as a core component. In fact, highlighted it as kind of the central value that if we want to achieve all the things we hope to achieve, we can't achieve those without a diverse group of people, the best people who are available. And if we don't focus on DEI, we're not going to attract those diverse people. And so our DEI efforts focused on a number of things, really things within our control, right? How are we thinking about recruiting and retaining people? How are we thinking about utilizing our resources as we go forward? I think almost as important, how are we thinking about once people are here, how we're giving them opportunities for growth and advancement? I think there's a certain pact or compact you have with your people who start in your organization, right? One is not just that you're going to give them a career path they can travel down, because all of us know that any career path at a certain point gets very narrow, right? There's only one controller or one CBO at an organization. And if five people want it, four will be disappointed. What we can do, though, is give you the skills you need and give you the opportunity you need to be the next controller or CBO. That could be at Princeton. That could be somewhere else. And we need to be okay with that. And I think if we're okay with that, we'll invest in our people, acknowledging that an investment may not necessarily accrue to us. It may accrue somewhere else, but that's okay because what we want is our people who are engaged. We want their contribution while they're here. And in return, what we promise them is that we're going to invest in you and your careers. So I think that's a different way we began thinking about it. And we definitely put a DEI lens on top of that. It's no, no surprise. Everybody needs to feel included, valued, recognized, understood, and respected by their organizations. I think universities can be beacons for diversity and inclusion and set the example uh, for being anti-racist by actively looking at, visibly questioning the activities we have, making sure there are policy structures and things in place, and be conduits for change and acceptance. I think the uh, goal of all and every leader is to be incredibly inclusive in everything that we do, but also be nimble to adapt to the needs of, uh, of your staff, but also make change when change necessary. DEI is an integral part of our society and university system. A lot of times, business officers ignore the DEI component. I think it's that is a huge mistake and that I would like to warn my fellow colleagues uh, to incorporate DEI in our every day of working. The where the society is moving, DEI is playing a huge role and will continue to play a huge role in all our lives and impacting them directly. Uh, one of the examples of DEI and how it has affected our students has been NEIU for You scholarship that that Northeastern Illinois University created that is affecting and uh, directly to our students who are financially challenged. And, uh, you know, this scholarship basically is a top of scholarship from uh, where, you know, most of our students get the Bell and Map, uh, map funding, but this scholarship tops off, tops off 
their funds uh, their their and helps pay them uh, their tuition throughout you know as they graduate this has actually helped our students graduate and on time and help them during covid and they can get out of the university partially with very very little debt or no debt at all so you know this we as cpo officers can work you know we work together here at in uh, uh, neiu northeastern illinois university with our academic areas and enrollment management to come up uh, with this scholarship and i think i urge my fellow colleagues to look into this sim- look into similar programs at their university I think it's critical for us to focus on diversity, equity, inclusion as CBOs. And I do this in my personal practice by by checking my bias and and ask all of our teams to do this uh, by looking for bias in policies and practices. But also really encourage uh, all of our team members to think about lifting up high potential individuals. reaching down into our organizations and and finding individuals and giving them opportunities that they might not raise their hands for i, I think that it, it's really critical to recognize that there are some people uh, who might feel intimidated or not have the confidence but they have incredible skills and strengths to share that would be missing uh from a particular project if we don't go out and and look for them so i'm asking for all institutional committees for us to identify those high potential kind of junior career younger career individuals and bring them to the table to to ensure that we have a more inclusive conversation Just this morning I met with my team and decided to create something called DEI in action. So I'm actually kind of excited to even talk about it, which is an award we're going to give twice a year and the first one and he doesn't know it, but by the time this is on the radio he will. Um it, it was for work that this young person did in our department to help put money into community banks and encourage financial literacy across the state of Michigan. So when I think of DEI, I think of of impact and how we as leaders can help live the words uh, of what we talk about when we use that term DEI. Representation matters. I I truly believe people from different backgrounds are so important to any organization. It strengthens it, it makes it better, and for our university, it's one of our core values. and we live it and breathe it every day and make sure that we hold ourselves true to our DEI values. So at Tarleton we have a a phrase that we say a lot all means all and I think that really wraps up what what how we approach uh DEI at Tarleton um treating everyone with respect and dignity and celebrating um those things that that make us unique and those things that that um are similar between us. Today, we heard from Maisha Williams, Christopher Lee, Ruth Johnston, Doug Shantz, Julie Gard, Jim Mateo, William Nunez, Manish Kumar, 
Lisa Rolney, Jeff Chattis, Glenn Nakata, and Lori Beattie. You can find full episodes of CBO Speaks from all of these CBOs by visiting nakubo.org under Professional Development, and then click Podcasts, or by subscribing to CBO Speaks in Apple Podcasts to get the latest episodes instantly. Mm-hmm.